0: What is going on, fitness coaches? Welcome to another episode of the Change Ives Make Money on the Trainer Podcast. And guys, today we're going to be talking about how to deal with anxiety. Kirsten and I just got back from our vacation. We went to the Dominican for a couple of weeks, and yeah, we're feeling good. We literally are in uh, back in our place, back with momentum, back in our gym. And how you feeling being back?
1: I feel great being back. I think like the Dominican definitely feels like a, like a second home. But Kelowna is, like, the home, and I'm, like, very, very, very happy to be back, had the best workout, had the best morning. Work just feels, like, more aligned. Yeah. There. I feel very, like, good in my office, good in my live streams, and, yeah, it's been good.
0: Yeah, I feel like when I first got back, I was, like, experiencing a lot of Dominican sadness. It was yeah. like I was sad that Dominican was over, but now that we're actually back, I, and I got to work out of the gym, and I'm, like, starting to get back in, like, my regular work, like, I feel, it feels good.
1: I think a lot of it is to do with jet lag. So like, you're just like really tired in general. And so obviously like we were in routine in the Dominican, like I can see myself like living in the Dominican for like half the year easy. Mm -hmm. But when we got back, we were so jet lagged and it's like back to the grind, back into things. And so it was like almost like attaching our tiredness to like, oh, we're so sad. But then Mm -hmm. when we actually got up this morning, got to bed early, it was Mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, Mm
0: -hmm. I
1: remember it feels good to be here too.
0: Yeah. So guys, let's talk about anxiety. Like, I'm going to give you my definition of anxiety and you can give yours. So anxiety for me is this feeling that like when your mind starts racing and you can't control your thoughts and you start projecting outcomes into the future. like, what if this happens? What if this happens? What if this happens? What if this happens? And it's almost like, like your mind races to the point where you can't control it anymore. And then I think that what ends up happening and it can be mind and body. What ends up happening is like when your mind starts racing, then your body starts to feel very uncomfortable. And you're, you almost feel this like sense of like unease in your own body. Like it's like, like this, it's like almost like butterflies, but it's, it's almost like you're in your own body. more than butterflies. It almost just feels like uncomfortable to exist, you know? Yeah. Straight yes. up. Yeah. What do you think?
1: Anxiety. Yeah. is definitely like future projections, stories you're telling yourself that aren't true, but you almost like, because like our bodies can't tell the difference between like a thought and what's actually happening. We almost put ourselves into that place. So if we're thinking about like, oh, our partner's going to do this, this, and this, like our body's actually feeling those emotions and our body doesn't know that it's not true. And so you're projecting future emotions. And for me, it's like, I have a few levels of anxiety. If I'm super anxious, like level 10 out of 10, I can't eat. I'm like, gagging i feel uncomfortable in my body if i try to read or i try to do anything like it is so hard for me to focus without the racing thoughts and like next level of anxiety like a a step down so we start with like peak anxiety holy fucking shit balls and then take a step down and that anxiety is like uncomfortable uneasy still able to eat but definitely still like have those racing thoughts so Mm. i think there's like different levels
0: Mm. I agree. I think think that makes a lot of sense. Like Mm -hmm. it's almost like there's like a full body response where you're like so anxious, you can't function. Yeah. Then you're just like, and I think it goes like kind of anxious, super anxious. Can't stop fucking thinking about it, anxious, like body wants to vomit anxious. So I definitely think there's levels to that. That makes sense.
1: Yeah. Different levels. I think everybody experiences anxiety differently. Like I know you're a lot different when you experience anxiety compared to when I do. So I think like for everyone, but for me, when I think of anxiety, it definitely is broken down. in. there's like very minor anxiety. Like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. anxious to go into the gym this morning. So I'm like not feeling good in my body or there's anxiety of like, my I feel like my fucking world is crumbling.
0: So maybe we'll call it just for the simplicity of the podcast. We'll call it like level one, level two, and level three anxiety. Cool. Level one is like, you're kind of anxious. Level two is you're pretty anxious. And level three is like, you can't eat anxious. Before we talk about how to deal with anxiety once it arrives, let's talk about how to prevent it from happening or like how to mitigate it as much as possible. Because as much as I'd like to say, like, you can always prevent anxiety. That's just not the case. No matter how much you're on top of your mindset or what you do on a day-to-day basis, I think that at some way, shape, or form, like no matter what you do, it will, at some points in your life, it will creep up like you.
1: And I think the reason, just to add on to that, the reason that you can't prevent it at all times is you don't have control over other people's actions. Mm-hmm. And so you can be doing everything in your power to make sure that you're showing up well. And then someone will do something, and unfortunately, like it gets to you, right? So I think it's because you don't have control over your external circumstances that certain things can trigger.
0: Because I think it's not just someone; it can also be something. Like you can literally be driving in traffic, and somebody rear ends you. Yeah. And now every time you drive in traffic, you literally have anxiety about driving. Yeah. So it can be like someone or something outside of your control does something that Mm -hmm. causes triggers your anxiety. Exactly. But I do think that, like, before we talk about how to deal with it, I think we talk about how to prevent it. So, like, for me, I believe that. The number one common denominator in every single aspect of your life, all of it is always going to be you at the end of the day, like how you show up and the level that you show up at and how, how much energy you have, how much passion you have, how much excitement you have, how much like, you know, just like overall feeling of well being, like the person that you're bringing to the table every single day, like is going to determine your level of anxiety is going to determine how much you like you get out of life. Because if you're always showing up and every single time, you're like not feeling well you use that as an excuse to drink or eat fast food or avoid your fitness goals or avoid going to the gym or procrastinate like going to therapy procrastinate working on your mindset because you're not feeling good like that to me has to be number one is like taking care of your physical and mental health is like the number one preventative measure for anxiety period end of Mm -hmm. story so like i'm talking about like going to the gym and exercising and moving your body. I'm also talking about working on your mindset because I think that a lot of people will work on their physical bodies but then they don't work on their mindset. So I think it's like exercising, moving your body, going to the gym, meditation, gratitude. These are like foundations I think in like preventing anxiety in the first place.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. It's like way too often that you see someone like overweight, drinking every weekend, hitting the McDonald's drive-through saying they have anxiety or like is it just the way that you're treating yourself that has caused anxiety. Yeah. And that's like, people are going to get offended by that. And they're going to say, like, I don't know what I've gone through, but I think that ultimately, like if you diagnose yourself with anxiety, that you should be taking care of yourself, moving your body. I'm not going to say like, go to the gym, move your body, fuel your body, because those things actually decrease anxiety. Speaking from personal experience, like my most anxious time in my life like i was using alcohol as a crutch i was binge drinking every weekend and every action that i took on a daily basis was making my anxiety amplified so it's like i got anxiety medication but did i need that or did i just need a fucking walk
0: and water yes yes, but instead i'm like i'm like i'm
1: gonna continue drinking but i really need this like anti-anxiety medication because i'm so anxious but like drinking like is like scientifically proven to increase your anxiety
0: yeah i think that this is again this might trigger some people but i also don't care when we were in the dominican like the dominican people are happy as fuck so and we were like driving through neighborhoods where people were legitimately living in shacks yeah yeah and i i'm willing to bet thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars that they're not complaining about anxiety but i feel like in north america everybody has this like sense of entitlement like you need to validate me for every feeling that I have. Mm-hmm. And, like, if I don't like this, then you need to approve of this. And so mm-hmm. I feel anxious and you should support me in my anxiety. And, like, I, I support you getting better. I support you fucking moving your body. I support you, like, exercising, going to yoga, going for a walk, and taking care of your physical and mental health mm-hmm. so you're a better leader for your kids. That's what mm-hmm. I support. Right. So it's like yeah. number one yeah. has to be, like, taking care of your physical and yes. mental well being yes. and, like, putting it at the top of the priority and taking care of yourself, by the way, isn't getting a fucking prescription. That's not my definition of taking care of yourself. Like taking care of yourself is like making the commitment to find something that you can move your body because moving your body is proven to be like scientifically beneficial for your mindset, period.
1: Yeah. End of and story. Like I think our society is super soft when it comes to mental health. And honestly, if I look at my posts from three to four years ago, I was also soft.
0: Like I also was
1: like, my mental health, my mental health, which like, yes, you guys like mental health is a real life thing. But like, why are we constantly searching for a drug instead of just like what a lot of us don't realize is like the solution is internal, but because it's difficult and we're used to just doing the easy thing, which is like binge eating on the weekends and over drinking, which in turn makes our life harder long-term the excuse mental health. Like I saw a girl's post the other day and I didn't, I wasn't rude on it, but I responded. It basically was like, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to need help. It's okay to hide in your room. It's okay to do this. And it just went off. And I was like, yeah, like it's okay to not be okay. Like there's been times where I'm like, holy fuck, I'm not okay right now. Still going to go for a walk. Still going to drink my water. So I was like, yeah, like it's okay to not be okay. But like you have one life to live and like, I'm not going to live mine hiding. So it's okay to be not be okay. But if you're not okay, are you taking action daily to make yourself okay? Because so many of us are like, it's okay to not be okay. And I'm not going to be okay for the rest of my life because I'm anxious and depressed. And then you fucking die. Like it, Like, it's you. fucking wild to me. And so it's yeah. like, those know. statuses to me are just like fucking feeding into this for attention. problem. Yes. For
0: attention. Yes, I agree. I'm in the same fucking boat as you. Like, yeah. I feel like, so in my business coaching program, Pete's Domination, uh, like one of the big things we focus on is mindset. And the reason that my students achieve massive success in my program is because when you start thinking right, you instantly separate yourself from society, period. Because 95% of society is like, everybody thinks the same, you're yeah. anxious, take a fucking break, relax, take your foot off the gas, yeah. take some time off, take yeah. a mental, like, all of it. Like, I feel like everybody just feeds into this, Like I need to like, validate every emotion that everybody's feeling at all times. Like, it's okay to be, like, not be okay. Like Okay, mm-hmm. I understand. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you the rules of success rules of success is that if you fucking call in sick every single day because your mental health is suffering, you won't be successful. Sorry, Mm -hmm. that's how it works. Mm -hmm. Rules of success for going to the gym. If every time you feel anxious, you skip your gym session, you will not be fit. Mm -hmm. That's how it fucking works. Mm -hmm. You can be mad at me, but like that's just the facts. And so I feel like the first thing that you can do to prevent anxiety To help you with your anxiety, to deal with your anxiety, is to put your physical and mental well being first. Meaning, it's like, I want everyone to write this in the comments no Mm -hmm. matter what, that's the mentality. It's like, no matter what, I will show up and I will do my very best. And I understand that some days I'm gonna be anxious and some days I'm gonna be not. Regardless of whether or not I'm anxious, I'm still going to put myself first and I'm gonna do what needs to get done in order for me to be like, present myself as the highest level version of myself.
1: And I just want to like, say like, I fucking hear you when you say that it's hard. I hear you when you say that it's difficult. Like I remember days where I would like lay in bed and it seems like even just like stepping out of my fucking bedroom or opening up the curtains was impossible. So like, I see you and I hear you, but I also think like what builds character is what you do in those times. Mm -hmm. What builds character is what you do in those times are you going to allow yourself to just sit in your bed anxious all day or or are you going to push through and build character, build strength? Like I get it. I think like the hard challenging part with us is people will see where, where we are now, but they don't see the times where you were just going off like a binge, like binging drugs all weekend. And like, sitting in the fucking dark they don't see those dark Mm -hmm. times they just see like brian with the Lambro, brian with the house brian with the wife kirsten and brian traveling kirsten and brian doing this so no one actually looks at like the evolution Mm -hmm. of kirsten and brian Mm -hmm. nobody looks at that they just look at the now they're like well it's easy for you to say and it's like it's not fucking easy because like we've been where you are like i've sat in bed all day like so fucking physically ill and then the next day I go out and binge drink to try and get rid of my feelings so like I see you I hear you I've been there but it's still not an excuse
0: it's not going to lead to success no that's what we're going to say by the way you have every right to live your life on your own terms in whatever way shape or form that you'd like to like lead it mm-hmm. and I'm not here to advise you on how to live your life mm-hmm. but I am saying that like the pathway to success means that you show up and you do whatever is necessary in order to yeah. get there. So that's preventative measures. Yeah. Let's talk about how to deal with level one anxiety. So Kirsten and I have different ways of dealing with anxiety. So we'll share what I, I'll share what I do and we'll share what you do. Yeah. And then you guys can take whatever yeah. kind of works for you. So how I like my definition of like level one anxiety would be like you have like a little bit of an uneasy feeling that's a little bit uneasy, but you're like still able to function. Your mind might be racing a little bit, you might be like a little bit like stressed about something, um, but like you can still function. So how I deal with level one anxiety is, number one, I try to figure out if there's something specific in my life that's causing the anxiety. So I'm like, is it like person? Is it a conversation that I need to have? Is it, you know, is there something going on in my life that I need to address? And if there is something going on in my life that I need to address, I address it, even if it's uncomfortable. So the first thing that I do is I try to identify if there's something in my life that needs to get addressed. And if there is something to get, that needs to get addressed, I'll address it, even if it's a sweaty, palm conversation. If I can't find anything that I'm like anxious about, sometimes you just feel anxious for no fucking reason. You're just anxious and you're just like, like I've talked to Kirsten, like I'm just anxious. If I can't find anything that I'm quote unquote anxious about, then what I will do is I'll decompress and I'll mm-hmm. take, I'll do like a 10 minute meditation or mm-hmm. I'll like go for a drive and I'll listen to some success motivation or I'll go for a drive and I'll listen to some music or I'll call one of my friends and I'll just decompress. So for me, for level one, I try to identify if there's anything going on that might be triggering it. And if I can't find anything, I'll take like 20, 30, 40 minutes to decompress, meditate, go for a drive, et cetera, to take my mind off of my work and all that stuff.
1: Yeah. So level one anxiety, I feel we do deal with like quite similarly. And I'll say like I feel like when it comes to level one anxiety where it's like I'm just feeling anxious, I think finding the triggering event is super important. If you can break down like what triggers you to feel anxiety. You don't have to work through the anxiety. you got to work on the trigger, right? So if you feel constantly super anxious after a night of drinking, then you don't have to go through that anxiety. You can actually just like decrease drinking. If you feel super anxious when you hang around your step, you can decrease the time you spend with your stepmom. So if you can find the triggering event, then it avoids anxiety in the future. So same with me. Like if it's just like, Oh, I'm feeling super uneasy meditation. I have like a spot and I think everyone should have a spot where they feel like super comfortable and it doesn't have to be a big spot. Mine's on the patio on that B bag. Mm-hmm. Um and so I like to just sit on my B bag and I'll just like lay there and I don't meditate like normal because I like fetal position. It makes me feel like really safe and I'll just breathe through it. Um and usually that makes me feel a lot better. Mm-hmm. Going for a walk is huge for me too. Mm-hmm. Like going just like walking around the neighborhood, putting on a podcast like that can usually like cure level one anxiety. Like I'll do that and I'll like holy crap I feel better. Mm-hmm. It takes effort to do it but I feel better once I've done it.
0: I like that. All right. So level two anxiety. Level two anxiety is like where it's like on your mind nonstop. We're talking about like you wake up with it on your mind. You go to bed with it on your mind. You're like constantly there's something that's constantly uneasy. Level two anxiety for me is a sign that there is like a very hard conversation that needs to be had or there's something that you need to deal with in your life and there's a like sweaty palm conversation with the person that you need to have, or like it might be time to make a change in your life. Like if you're listening to this and you have level two anxiety all the time, then like that for me is a mm-hmm. signpost that you that something needs to change. Mm-hmm. Something needs to change. Like you're doing something on a daily basis that's causing your anxiety. Maybe it's the place that you work. Maybe it's the person that you're with. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the people that you're spending your time mm-hmm. with. Maybe it's how you're spending your time. And so like level two anxiety is like, almost like a constant underlying feeling that it's like, it's always there. And so for me, when I have level two anxiety, it usually is a signpost that I have to have a hard conversation. Mm -hmm. It usually is a signpost that I need to make a shift in my life. And Mm -hmm. so when I have level two anxiety, what I will usually do is I'll pull aside somebody deep that I trust, Mm -hmm. like fucking cursed or Cole mm-hmm. or Natasha storm mm-hmm. or somebody that I can confide in. And I will just like try to get it all out. Mm-hmm. Like I'm feeling so fucking anxious right now. Can I talk to you about this? So like, I will try to have a very deep conversation to try to get to the root of like what it is. I will also like, let's say that I do that and I still feel the emotions. Like I'll book a counseling session Yeah. or I'm like very hippy dippy and I'm going to share what works for me because it's a podcast about, I also do hypnosis and so when I was in Dominican, Dominican yep. I felt like an overwhelming amount of anxiety. I don't even remember what it was about. Me either, which shows that it was yeah, just, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I don't even remember what it was about, but I told Curse one day, I'm like, I'm so fucking anxious and I have no idea why. Yeah. So I booked a hypnosis session and I literally went into hypnosis with the intention yeah. of like relieving my anxiety and it did help. But level two anxiety is usually where there's some like deep, like a deep conversation that needs to be had or like some, you know, a shift that needs to be made. So I will try to get to the root of it through a deep conversation with a friend or I'll book a session with like a therapist or counselor. And that can apply to you, even if you feel like you're not, you don't have the money for that. Like guys, it's like, there are therapy sessions that you can book online that like are cost affordable. So I personally believe that level two anxiety should be addressed with some sort of deep conversation.
1: Yeah, I feel like we deal with anxiety pretty, like actually more similar than we thought we did. Maybe it's, Mm -hmm. I think level three is where we're different. So level two for me is, is pretty much the exact same as Brian. It's usually dependent on like your workplace or a conversation that has to be had. Like a few examples for me are like when I was with Huey's dad, I was like constantly living in a state of anxiety because I knew that it wasn't right. But I also was very afraid to leave because it was the fear of the unknown. What am I going to do? I have this like child. So for me, it's like, Level two anxiety is a really big sign that you have to have a deep conversation, a hard conversation, a challenging conversation. Usually level two anxiety is going to require you to like have a really hard conversation with yourself. I think a lot of the time we're not willing to we keep ourselves distracted. And so we're not willing to actually like allowing ourselves to think and feel out what we're feeling. And so level two anxiety is where I'm like, okay, solution-based mindset. Mm -hmm. So like this is the person that I'm having a problem with. And this is the conversation that I need to have. And I can either avoid this conversation and live in constant level two anxiety, or I can have the conversation, go into level three anxiety Mm -hmm. momentarily, and then come back down to like emotional regulation, just like normal, happy, energetic curse. And so Mm -hmm. a lot of you guys are living in level two anxiety due to the people that you're hanging out with, but the Fear of letting them go due to the workplace that you're in, but the fear of leaving your job because you don't know what you would do. The person that you're with because you fear, what am I going to do when I'm alone? Mm-hmm. And that's level two anxiety. It's like mm-hmm. hard conversations, deep conversations, uncovering what it is that you need to get sorted.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. And so level three anxiety, and this is where I think we might be a little bit different. Level three anxiety for me is a signpost that there needs to be some deep inner work. Like when you get level three anxiety, that to me is a signpost that there's like deep inner work that needs to happen. And level three anxiety does not go away instantly. It just doesn't. And I think when you start to feel those feelings of like, there's like, there's something that's making you super fucking anxious. It's like a signpost that there's like some deep work. Like I can think back on my life. Anytime I've had like level three anxiety where it's like to the point where I can't think straight, et cetera, it's like a signpost that something like big has to shift and whether that be like my own character trait, something in my own character needs to shift radically or something in my relationship needs to shift radically or something in my business needs to shift radically because I've had level three anxiety when it comes to my business where I yes, literally couldn't fucking yes, function. Yes, yeah. And it was like a big radical shift that mm-hmm. needed to happen. And so mm-hmm. I think level three anxiety does not, it's, it can't be like instantly addressed mm-hmm. because it's almost like it requires deep work. But I think for level three anxiety, I personally think, You need to reflect. I think step number one is reflection and like trying to get to the root of it and being like, why am I feeling this way? And I think level three anxiety for me is like, why am I feeling this way? And like, I don't, this is where I don't really think that there's an answer to like the best way to deal with level three anxiety because I think that everybody's going to be different. But some of the ways that I deal with it is, again, I call one of my fucking friends. I sometimes, I just need to process my emotions. Mm -hmm. So I just need to fucking go for a drive. I just need to work out and like try to see if I can like work through it myself. I do like to work through it myself. Like Mm -hmm. I feel like when I get like really triggered, I find that I'm the type of person that's like, I've like got the avoidant attachment. I think there's like attachment styles I'm Mm avoidant, So if I get really triggered, I need to shut off. I'm like, leave me the fuck alone. Mm -hmm. I need to like go and fucking be by myself for a little while and then come back when I'm like less, like less triggered, even if there's nothing that like Kirsten's done wrong or even cool, like mm-hmm. I will just shut off. I just mm-hmm. like my fucking body and my brain just like shuts off from everyone mm-hmm. and I need to be by myself. And then once I've like regulated myself a little bit, then I can have the conversation. But level three anxiety usually is a sign for me that there's like some deep work that needs to be done, whether that be like in my business, in my relationships, in my fitness, in my, habits, in my habits, whatever. Yeah. I'm really yeah.
1: I'm smiling because it's my turn now. And I feel like level three anxiety isn't something I've entirely like got a hundred percent hold on. So yeah, like Brian's definitely like the avoidant type. So he likes space to clear his head and I'm definitely the, I need like closeness. So, and so that's where it's like, for me, what I still haven't, I mean, I think I've got it figured out, but it still doesn't make it feel any better, but really level three anxiety isn't going to feel any better. Level three anxiety, like I feel like almost all ninety nine percent of the time, directly relates to the state of my relationship, and that's females. Whereas with yours, I think it's a lot more to do with work, mm. like work and goal focus, which is a masculine and feminine trait. Like mm. feminines, like well being, is de- a lot of the time dependent on the state of her relationship, and mm. a males is a lot of time dependent on the state of his, like where's he at with his goals. Mm. So, for me, level three anxiety, I quite literally feel like a psychopath. That is <laughs> how I feel. I'm like, "I need you right now, and like, please don't leave and like if he tries to go, I'm like, "Please, please, please, don't like I can't. And so, I want to be able to give you guys good advice, but before I give you guys good advice, I need to let you guys know that i'm this is still something I'm working on. I, in that moment need someone that I trust with my entire heart and soul because I don't want them to ever judge me for like seeing me in that state. So the person that comes to my mind is my sister can literally just go to my sister. And I'm just like, this is what's going on. And my sister will like literally in one of my most like vulnerable states, my sister was like, I'm not trying to be rude to you, but you're being, a little bit pathetic right now. Like this is like, <laughs> and, and she, she said, look, she's like, I love you so much. This is like, I see you, I hear you. And that like my last like level three anxiety, like stuck with me because she's like, it was basically like, her, like you're so much better yeah, yeah, than this. Yeah, like yeah, you're yeah. so much better than this. And a lot of the time I just need to talk through it. I think one of the like worst feelings that for a female and females, maybe you can like give me your thoughts on this for a female is like, Being super vulnerable with something that already feels so uncomfortable in your body and someone just like shutting you out and being like, nope. And then you're like, holy fuck, this already felt so fucking shitty. And now I just feel like I don't know how to deal with it. So I don't really think I fucking have an answer yet Mm -hmm. because I talk like to my sister and that like really helps me. And I like try to breathe, but still like, it's like, I still find it so hard to eat and but like I guess like my answer for myself right now is even when I feel level three anxiety I still go for a walk mm-hmm. even when I feel level three anxiety, it just doesn't make me feel better mm-hmm. that's the thing it feels better than laying in bed but it doesn't make me feel like it doesn't solve the problem mm-hmm. and so yeah I think like for me that's this is just me being super like vulnerable I think that it's still something that I have to work on like. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the time, like, I, like, base a lot of my happiness based upon how I feel Mm -hmm. in our relationship, Mm -hmm. which is good 99% of the time, because 99% of the time, Brian and I are really great. But if I feel that there's, like, a disconnect of any sort, it honestly, like, it affects me a lot. Like, it affects me in my daily, like routine but I still do it and I mm-hmm. think that's the difference is a lot of people will feel that level three anxiety mm-hmm. and they will be like I physically can't but like you physically can because I physically do it yeah it just isn't actually like it's I still feel that anxiety yeah
0: I do think this is where we're a little bit different because first mm-hmm. of all thanks for being vulnerable that's cool I'm sure that everybody got a lot of value from that You're just like sh- you sharing? It, you still struggle with that?
1: Mm-hmm. Thank, Thank you. I tell struggle. You're cute. Yeah, I can't be dishonest and be like, I level three. This is what you do, and you'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> this is that like, makes
0: sense. Uh, and this, I think, this is like an interesting conversation because if we think about like the masculine and feminine approach to anxiety, like when I, I'm very masculine in my approach to yes. like this situation, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm anxious, I'm gonna solve it. Mm-hmm. So I'm literally like, mm-hmm. if I like, I had like pretty crazy anxiety in the Dominican. Instead of sitting with it, I literally booked hypnosis. I canceled the rest of my afternoon. I booked hypnosis for that day. I was like, this is fucking getting solved today. Mm -hmm. Like, that's like my approach to it. Mm -hmm. And if I have like level three anxiety, I literally will book a therapy. I will cancel the rest of my afternoon. and I'll book therapy session that day. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm getting to the fucking root of this. Like, I literally, I like, I just don't like, I choose not to sit with my emotions for too long and let them ruminate because I don't feel that's productive. Mm-hmm. And again, this is where, when you're in a relationship with somebody, you need to understand that they have a different way of processing. Yes. And so like yes. my old approach to when had anxiety, I was like, get rid of it. Like, yes, I'm like yes, yeah. fucking get rid of it. I'm like, it's yeah. an emotion. You can yeah. let it go. Yeah. But now it's like, we've got like, a, we've got like, I feel like we've developed a system now where it's like, if I know she's anxious, I'm, like, supportive for, like, 24, 48, 72 hours will be, like, the Max, be, the benchmark. Yeah. I'll, like, yeah. listen, and I'll hear it all, and then 70, 72 hours, I'm, like, okay. He, he, oh. The
1: hard conversations are, like, what I need from him, and I think yeah. it's funny because it's and actually talking about this, I feel like it's, like, helping me, like, understand you better and then oh. also helping me understand me better because you are, like, he's, like, I'm fixing this now. Level three anxiety. I'm like, hold me, love me and tell me that you love me and never leave. And please love me, love me. But that's not a solution because yeah. like he can't always be there to do that. And sometimes he's like, I need space. And I'm like, but I need you. And so like your solution to your anxiety can't be another person. Yeah. It can't, it has to be yourself. So I'm very much so like, like in the Dominican, I felt like I worked. I actually feel like I did work through yeah. level three anxiety. because I was at the gym and I'm like, Oh my God, I feel like I'm going to just like cry like i feel like i'm just gonna fucking cry so i played a love song playlist and i bawled for 45. <laughs> and that probably doesn't make sense to brian i bawled like ugly tears at the beach crying listening to fucking whitney houston and i'm like Ugh.
0: and sometimes we're like like i literally <laughs> did like she told me that she's like i just cried myself for an hour and i'm like i'm like why because we were so good we we're like laughing all morning i'm like what do you mean like, i just feel anxious
1: Girls yeah, are, girls are
0: different than guys
1: girls so. are different than guys and like my period was like a little bit late and so I feel like it was like pent-up emotions like before Brian and I went to the Dominican we had a little bit of a kerfuffle and sometimes it takes me just like moving through it but I think that that's the talking out loud that's the solution it's like with males you're probably going to be like if you're Ma, Brian is 100% more in his masculine energy I'd say like 90% of the time masculine energy 10% like hippy-dippy doing hypnosis like that sort of stuff but Brian is in his masculine energy. So a lot of males are going to relate to Brian's mindset, whereas like feminine energy is flow. And so I think like level three anxiety sometimes just means like those ugly cry sessions, like level three anxiety sometimes means like the tasks are going to be extremely challenging. Showing up is going to be extremely challenging. Like level three anxiety doesn't mean like, I don't think like it's a quick Mm -hmm. overnight fix. It's really just like flowing through the emotions and like doing the best you can with how you're feeling.
0: I think that one of the things that we've come to a the common theme across, whether that's like preventative level one, level two, level three, is that you need to be productively doing things to work on your mindset, to like help it, help yourself move through it in whatever way, shape or form. Like you need to be moving through some sort of things. Like the worst thing that you can do is shut yourself off from the world and close the doors and just like, and just hide That is like that will just amplify those emotions. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. that that's the worst thing that you can do. Mm -hmm. I think that even Mm -hmm. when it is hard, just like making the decision that you're going to do the best that you can, sometimes Mm -hmm. the best that you can is going for a walk. Sometimes the best that you can is going to the gym. Sometimes the best that you can is going to yoga. Sometimes the best that you can is calling a friend and reaching out and asking for help. But like, I think no matter where you're at, whether you're trying to prevent it, whether you're trying in level one, level two, level three, I think that the best thing that you can do for yourself is like actively be working on it and be like processing it so that you can move into a more productive and more happy emotional state. I
1: wholeheartedly agree. And I think uh, just to like tail off of that, it's finding what works for you. Like Brian has found hypnosis and it does wonders for him. Like it works really well, but just because it works for Brian doesn't mean it's going to work for you, for you. So really like finding your vice, I guess, for what it is that actually helps you move through emotions. Like, for me, like, I love a good love song playlist. Like, Mm -hmm. that is, like, my PB and jam. So it's, like, that helps me move through things, like, therapy, reading, journaling. Like, what is it for you? I love that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Level one, level two, we should name the... I feel like we just came up with, like, a fucking, like, K-Mark law of some sort. The Mark's law of anxiety or something, like, that will fucking go down in the history of time.
0: (laughs) You think so? Yeah. We, but
1: we can't just call it level one, level two, and level three anxiety. There has mm. to be names. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I was reading a book in my life coaching course, and it's like this girl's law of like how she uh it's it basically breaks down like deep listening and the five steps to like deep listening. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's cool to read those and learn those, but how cool would it be to like create your own thing that people read and listen to mm-hmm. for like lifelines? So we could like break it down. What do we call it? Kind of like our Ten Commandments that we did. Yeah,
0: Cool. Cool. Love it, guys. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Hopefully, you guys did get some value. If you did, screenshot this podcast episode. Share it to your Instagram stories. Tag at the Real Brian Mark, at the Real Kirsten Mark. And let us know that you're tuning in. And where do they find you?
1: You guys can find me at Kirsten Mark pretty much across all platforms. And I'd love to see you on my pages.
0: Cool. Guys, have the best day of your entire life. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And we'll talk to you guys in the next episode. Peace. Peace.